Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this, the 39th and final episode of Blood on the Thames, a Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle set in London, England. With me tonight... Carlos playing Moses of Clan Nosferatu. Peter playing Vengemon of Clan Malkavian. <laughs> the Pokemon Digimon <laughs> Malkavian. And um, Philip playing Sarah of Clan Gangrel. Vengemon. <laughs> I choose you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's Pokemon, man. Yeah. yeah he but... has like this weird Digimon Pokemon mix. Yeah. <laughs> so oh. the recap, guys. Um, Moses takes Katya and Will to safety, <clears throat> and Sarah is then taught to hunt by Simon. There is a conversation in one of Moses' many havens, uh, with Katia, where she confirms that Emerus is in torpor and that Sabine is likely to replace him as prince. So Moses goes with Sarah to see Lucy and Susan. Lucy names the puppy Benji. <laughs> I'm not reading what... I mean, I'm not, I'm not reading it. Ben. G. Ben. <laughs> uh, Moses takes Sarah and Simon to the church uh, to pay their respects, Nancy's there, but Jim and Amelia's bodies aren't. Um, so we all go to the cemetery where they were buried. After that, uh, Sarah asks to have some time alone, during which she walks to the grave where Jim's tombstone is and stays there, even as the sun gets close to rising, even as Moses is attempting to persuade her otherwise. Mm. She's as stubborn as her brother, and that's where we left it. Yeah. That is where we left it. <clears throat> At 05.10 in the morning. Ah, oh, ah, oh, brutal. With 50 minutes to get to shelter. We're lucky that we are like 10 minutes away. The thing is whether or not she gets, she wants to get in the car. Yeah, yeah. So, Benjamin. Yes? Remind me, because like a idiot, my notes aren't complete yet. Damn you, buses. What? <laughs> Whereabouts were you headed at this moment? So, as last session came to a close, mm -hmm. uh, Moses, Moses had phoned um, Benjamin to ask for a pickup. And so he had left um, Katia eye rolling in the haven and got his car. And so he was en route to pick up Moses. On your own? Yes. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm never on my own, really. Well, yeah. But, yes, on my, on my own. On my own. <laughs> so, <clears throat> you are making your way towards the cemetery. You were given hasty directions. You were informed about the need for speed mm. in this instance um, by Moses in a way that has allowed you to push the limits of how fast you're willing to drive. Not only because you're well aware that if you don't get to them quickly they're going to turn, mm. you know, yep. into ash. But you've got a very limited window in which to get back. Yep. Not only the actual f physical time itself, but the fact that your body is getting progressively sluggish. Mm -hmm. Everything is slowing down. Everything is requiring a constant effort. As the last power behind the blood that has been spent to keep you animated is beginning to wear out. Mm. So you're pushing the limits of what you're willing to normally drive in order to get to these guys yeah fortunately at this time most of the commuting has already been done mm. or is happening soon 
So you're managing to just cut past the traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's not taking you too long to near where you were at the, at the previous cemetery. Mm -hmm. So you're not too far off of them. Meanwhile, <clears throat> Sarah hasn't moved. Yeah. And you are uncomfortably aware of the passing of the minutes. You don't need to look at your clock. You can't hear the dials going around, but you know they are. Okay. Um, so you want, you, you want to stay here until the sun comes out, right? I got this time turned him. Yeah. You do realize that, as I was telling you, the life of that little girl you met depends on no one knowing we exist. You want to die? Fine. Take a stake out. I'll help you myself. We die when we're staked through the heart. That one is true. Let me bullshit her, please. Yes. Mm -hmm. so. okay. Does my impeccable life specialty apply? Sure. Wits plus insight? Yeah, wits plus insight. Okay. Wits plus <coughs> subterfuge, I assume. Okay, so from the moment you guys have picked up your dice, we have entered into proper social combat. Mm -hmm. You can continue to go back Rouse. and forth until one of you gets a four aggravated willpower track, at which point you automatically give in. You have no more willpower to continue the argument mm -hmm. on either side of things. Uh, you can concede beforehand to try and save your willpower. But it does mean giving in. Oh, that's disgusting. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am going Talk, to use talking of spending willpower. I am going to use. Keep one in of mind that damage you take in this is done to willpower. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, that is eight successes, critical win. Six. Okay. So that's two points of superficial willpower damage, half to one. Yep. He is making sense. You hate to admit it, and that's very, very difficult for you to actually take it, the full weight of what he's saying into account. You've already made up your mind, and there is a massive part of you. The part that originally wanted to see Jim, and that was absolutely damaged by the fact, destroyed even, by the fact that he is dead, properly dead, is well aware of what you're doing. And it supports it. But that tiny, tiny part of you that wanted to live, that told Lisa they're right, is the part which is open to suggestion from him. And the moment that he mentions this, you believe him. You're not willing to suddenly, you know, turn around and be like, you're right, let's go. But you believe him. At least in small part. So I, with a stake, I can do it right now and take your body with me instead of having you running around like crazy, probably killing someone. Remember when we mentioned that your brother was lost to the beast and killed a family of three? There is no power on this earth that will prevent you from losing yourself to the beast the moment you see the sun. And it'll do anything and kill anyone to try and bring you to safety. You will become a burning, running, killing machine. And then you will die. 
I would rather have no collateral damage. Uh, then give me the stake. I'll help you. And I just stand in front of her. Uh, I'll I'll do it as sunglasses. Listen to me, little girl. You're you're gonna do it in front of me, so I can take your body with me. Um, this is not open for negotiation. Okay. Resolve plus willpower, uh, composure from you, and charisma plus intimidation. So sorry. Uh, composure. Resolve plus composure. No plus composure. Not your willpower. Okay. Just to make absolutely sure. Three successes. Uh, more power. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Keep in mind that you've taken into account the damage you've taken to your willpower before, right? Yep. And I have four. Okay. Four? Yep. Okay. You'll take one point of superficial, half to round it up to one, mm -hmm. to your willpower. You look into her eyes and you are trying to employ your point. It has taken every ounce of willpower that you have, now that your beast is beginning to stir, to remain where the fuck you are. I mean, there is a very small voice in you, and you're not sure it's yours, that is saying, who gives a fuck if she burns? Mm -hmm. People might miss her, and if people come across, they'll just assume it's just ash or dirt. It's not worth your own life to do something which she is so set on doing. And there's a nasty part of you which thinks you'd be rid of her. Be rid of the obligation. Be, be rid of the weight that is the Woods family. But also there's a part of me that says Lisa Kelly told you to hide the body. And if I want that boon, which I will need. So I, I actually take the stake out of her hand. Okay. Like I literally rip it out of her hand and start pushing her back to see if her beast gets funny. Not yet. To see if I can stir her beast a little so she realizes how dangerous it is to keep it in check. Okay. Like I'm literally trying to raise her anger. But she's way. very afraid of the beast and I want it to surface so she can listen to reason. There are a number of roles you have for this encounter, by the way. Before I will assume that things stay as they are, you remain where you are, and you're looking out. So you've got a certain number of roles to get what you want. So, what is your response to this? Moses has approached you and pushed you up against the rear of this stone. It's not high enough that your back makes contact with it, but he doesn't push you enough that you go tumbling over it. But he wrenches the stake out of your hands. Please, Moses, just no. go. No, you're coming with me. And then, then you do whatever you want. In a controlled environment, you're coming, you're coming now. Or I will swear to you, I'll take you with me. I'm gonna try and 
push on out on out of the grip. Okay. I'm going to pull weight. Okay, so yours is going to be resolve. Plus, what are you doing? I, I'm just trying to. I'm not trying to shove them off. I'm just trying to carefully ease them. Okay, off. resolve plus persuasion. Persuasion. Okay. Same dice roll, dice pool for you. Resolve plus persuasion. No, no, same one that you've rolled before. Oh, okay, got it. Two successes. Three. Okay. It is not so much that she is convincing you that is making you take an involuntary step away from her. It is the fact that your beast is becoming more and more insistent that you get the fuck out of here. You can't see the sun. Twilight is still up in the air. You can, you know, you're safe from the rays. But you can feel it. To both of you, it is like you are standing in a sauna. The sun hasn't crested the hill. But you fucking know it's approaching. Your beast is happily reminding you both. And you are finding it increasingly hard to stay. I'm going to take a step away. Right. Last warning, Sarah. You come with me willingly. Or I take you down and take you with me. After their next roll, you will arrive. Goodbye, Moses. And I blink. Okay. Remind me of the specifics of blink. <laughs> you move a. You move about 50, 50 meters or something. 50 meters. Okay. In a single action. So it's a rouse, one rouse. Yeah, one rouse. Mm-hmm. So. Hunger three. Hunger three. Nice. So the moment that you step forward and you feel yourself physically reacting, you're getting annoyed, but that's not the reason that you're suddenly becoming tense. You're suddenly coiling as though you were about to lunge at her. The beast is making itself known in very small ways and you're becoming less and less aware of them. But just as you're about to move in and close the distance to get her to do what you're fucking saying, to try and save her fucking ungrateful life, she's gone and she's on the other side of the graveyard. You still can't get used to the sensation, but it's a sensation which is easily overridden by the feeling that you have your body overcome with pins and needles, and someone very slowly, but incessantly, turning a thermostat up. And it is getting hot. If you could sweat, you're pretty certain you'd be sweating buckets at the moment. There is no physical reaction from your body, but it's getting very hard for you both to stay here. Doesn't mean that you're less likely to want to, you know, end things, but your beast is getting antsy. One more roll before you arrive. What is your escape attempt? Assuming you're going to escape, or are you going to try and stay here? Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to try and try and, try and see if there's any uh, if there's any way out. But I'm also going to pull phone send the and takes notice saying just please just drop the stake and okay. go so we'll say charisma plus technology for you oh boy. I start walking like I see her and I start walking sideways until I pass into behind one of the trees and on some passage okay 
Two. Don't go hungry, by the way. Okay. We'll say resolve plus intimidation for you. It's a very pathetically small dice ball with two successes. What's yours? Add two. Okay. The beast is arguing on behalf of you both. You both take the point of willpower damage. What is your current willpowers? Zero. That one incapacitates me. I'm almost out. Two. Okay. You can keep going until you are fully aggravated, at which point you give in. But your rolls, remember, any mental rolls now are at minus two. Mm -hmm. Your car is pulling up, mm -hmm. and you are uncomfortably aware of how tightly your hands are wrapped around that steering wheel. Because you have to consciously make yourself uncoil your fingers to free yourself from your seat. The dial on the dashboard is saying 5.23. How long do I think it'll take me to get back to a, any place I know where I can get 15 safe? minutes. Okay, so... And that is assuming it's a straight run. Sure. Can I see, when I pull up, can I see either of these two? You can can't You can't see Moses. <laughs> and you can't see her, but you can see the cemetery where he said that they are. If I see Benjamin, I start walking towards her, towards him, and I text Sarah, like, you really are your brother's sister. This is what got other people killed. But you will be too dead to find out how many died because of your stubbornness. And I just let her there. Right. Like, if she wants this to is the last kill people, social let her kill people. Like, I'm done. Okay. Sorry about that. Please just drop the stake and go. Fuck off. Okay. So, I'll let you choose your last dice balls. Whichever you think is most appropriate. This is the I'm last. I'm not even trying to. I'm, I'm literally telling her to fuck off. Yeah. I'm Doesn't matter. It's still her. going. It's um, just a one-way conflict. Oh, okay. Um, because you're not. You're not going to be invested, huh? Uh, no, no. That's that's a complicated dice ball. <laughs> <laughs> there is no fuck Charisma off plus technology. Oh, oh okay. So this is a one-way thing because you're not invested in it. Whatever you're yeah. going to say now, he's already starting to leave yeah. it. But so, it's whether or not it convinces you. So it'll be charisma plus technology for me as well? No, it's going to be resolve plus composure for you. Resolve plus composure. Two successes. Uh, five, messy critical. Okay. You have no idea what your words have said to her. You've disengaged from this. Yeah, I was effectively disengaging. And you feel a wave of relief. Relief that you're probably going to feel guilty about later on. But for now, your beast is relishing the distance you are putting between her and the safety of this car. And you can see him making his approach, because as soon as you touch the door... Yeah, I immediately oh, just... He blinks back I in. actually, I just... Drop the unseen passage yeah. with a phone while, in hand. while I'm within three meters of him. It's like we're going and go around the car. What is your willpower on? I'm willpower two left. Okay. okay. I need a willpower roll from you mm -hmm. for terror frenzy. If you pass, it is your choice whether you remain. Mm -hmm. If you fail. 
then it's mine. One. You're not sure how long you've been staring at that phone. Because the words have begun to blur, and the timer in the corner is blurred as well. And you're not even fully aware of the fact that your fingers, if it's at all possible, have gone paler from the tension and the shaking and the grip with which you are holding that device. And then when your arm goes limp and the phone comes to dangle at your side, you're not even aware of the fact that it drops to the grass. Because you're not aware of anything really anymore. The beast has had enough of your uncertainty. It's not willing to risk that you'll stay. And the last thing you guys are aware of is the gunning of your engines. Because when you tear away away from the cemetery, you make no noise. Your beast makes no noise. But the mask you're wearing isn't a human mask. And you don't know where you end up. Gangrel Frenzy, no features and changes. Oh my god. The dash now says 30 minutes past. Flora Benjamin. You are both. I need a resolve plus drive from you. Okay, I would like to rouse for this. Sure. And I will be flooring it. Is that what you're. Is that the willpower? <laughs> you shouldn't make a will. It's not Benjamin behind the wheel right now. Okay. Oh. Simon. He doesn't give a flying fuck about the speed limit. He I am just back. channeling so, my. I, I'm giving shit. him my energy for his Genki Dama. So, so, I'm just giving, uh, giving Simon my energy. So resolve and drive, yeah? Save us. Uh, and arouse dice. Um, one, two, three, four successes. Okay. Should we see if I go hungry? It's, yeah. No! Oh! Ooh. Benjamin fails checks, but Simon passes his browser. There's a part of you in the hours to come when you wake up next that's going to regret the fact that you're not more switched on to the fact that you are first-hand witness to your friend Benjamin the road safety captain breaking his own rules he is gunning down these streets I wouldn't even have waited for you to put your seatbelt on and it is only through your extreme fortune that you do not run into a police car Mm. because if you had it would have been game over but you managed to head to, where are you going? Where is the nearest safe haven? The nearest one? Mm-hmm. Will's place. Santa Texas got you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Don is almost, like, Don is almost here. I, Will's place is the nearest. Ben, okay. Benjamin and I are staying there. You make your way towards Will's place, and although you do your best to (laughs) try and get a response from her before you actually commit to this, there is no response in time, and at this point your beasts don't give a flying fuck for privacy or Mm. right of domain. You make your way towards Will's, Mm. and you have never approached a building faster in your life. You both flee from that car 
and take up the stairs. Two at a time. Break in. Three at a time. You reach that front door. I need a strength plus well, athletics roll. Well, I have I have larceny. I have Are you going to try and break in? Well, I have I have stealth break in. Okay. I need a willpower roll from you. You, you oh, always wait, have wait. one dice. One success! Okay. So. <laughs> I'd like to assist then, in this. Then make your larceny check. Two. And I rouse. And you got my assist dice in there. Oh yeah, that'll do. Three successes? Okay. And I go hungry. <laughs> I mean, I've been rousing like crazy this night. Fortunately for you, Will is not here often enough to upgrade the security beyond the basic measures she's had in the wake of Oliver. <laughs> you got the exact number you needed to breach the lock and you hear a click but as the door opens and Moses pulls it past and then steps forward he almost stumbles to the ground before you grab him and hold him up his legs are very very slow in carrying you forwards and your watch when you catch a glimpse of it looking over the back gives you 10 minutes at a safe estimate until the sun rises. Okay. You don't think you have that long. Okay, well, make sure the door is shut and ideally locked behind us mm -hmm. and then throw myself into the nearest safe room area. Dave's in the toilet. The bathroom is... He is halfway through the door to the toilet before his body collapses. And as you're trying to make your way past him towards the next, you stumble over him, your boot catching on his leg. And as your, your shins and your knees hit the ground, mm -hmm. the last of your willpower ends. And you just unanimate. Okay. The door shut behind you both. I need some rolls from you. I'm not going to tell you what they are, okay. but I would like you to hand me your sheet. Oh, okay. Wow, man. <laughs> Lack of good... Okay. We live in the technological era, so hand me your sheet is pretty much giving me your phone, tablet, yep. laptop, um, yeah. bank account, no? That's not how it works. Three, so. Chat's going insane at the moment. Dude, I tried. I really, really tried. I know. What you needed was a social combat master. Yeah. To be present. If yeah. only. So, where for is clarity's sake. <laughs> yes, you would have Clarity's sake, so people know what's going on here. This is an extended task with a number of successes needed for the beast to get her where she needs to be. You have a number of roles to achieve those successes. If you fail, you did not reach shelter in time. Mm -hmm. I need a dice support of five for your first roll. 
three. Okay. Second roll. Same pull. Same pull. Same pull. Two and a skull. Okay. You're already in the grips of the beast. It won't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. The amount of Jake Palms and Jack. This roll is with four dice. Oh, four dice. Two. This one is with four dice. One. Four dice. This is with three dice. One. Okay. Three dice. Three. You lucky fuck. <laughs> you were allowed six rolls and you had to get 13 successes. You got 14 on your last roll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the amount of families you killed. Now, what did you roll? That shiny little icon on one of your rolls? Was it messy critical or was it a bestial? It was a bestial. Okay. That's worth noting. Okay. Oh my god. I never look disappointed. I always look backwards. <sighs> So, rouse checks from everyone, please. Um, ha! Yes. So Simon passes. Failure. Okay. One. Hunger one. Hunger one. Oh boy. Mm. Okay. Also, what's your convictions? Uh, Sarah doesn't have any touchstones. No convictions. Oh, she's still embraced. Oh, for stainless. Mm. Oh, because going over deals willpower damage, doesn't it? Uh, aggravated willpower damage. Yeah. For every stain over. Over, over like your, when yeah. you have stain overflow over your mm -hmm. from your humanity capacity, and any stains over and, and above. My willpower is impaired. Yeah. Uh, you're impaired, so you got four willpower, uh, already willpower damage. Yeah. So without, without having I am me. So Ouch. what are your values now? Of what? Blood. Uh, hunger. It's saying that two. Two. I passed. Okay. Two? Yeah, two. Stay that two. You both awaken in a not quite so awkward heap as it could have been. Is Your Simon boots are entangled. You're halfway stuck through a door. Is Simon a cuddler? <laughs> I mean, I had to ask. But it takes you a long moment to recollect exactly what's gone on. Moses, what are your convictions? The guilty shall be punished, protect the children from harm. 
Are you also mine? No. No, just his. One stain. You're not sure whether or not it's the thoughts that accompanied the act. Or the act itself of abandoning Sarah. Because you've been in that helpless place. That place where you look at the insurmountable odds arrayed before you and think, why? Your embrace was not easy. And the more you think about it, the more similarities you spot between your own and Sarah's existence. You had Alice. Sarah had you. And the realization that you, regardless of how stubborn she was being, walked away, is weighing on you. As you both begin picking yourselves up, you become reacquainted with the environment that you're in. You've been here before, World's Place. I believe you've both been in. Not, no, not me. There are. M you haven't. No, they were here the night I yeah. was being if, tortured. Yeah, that's it. So if. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, glorious memories. I was. Uh, I, I was <laughs> otherwise engaged in a previous yes. commitment, so I could not come. So, um, the room itself that you're in, if you didn't previously suspect that it was Will's, that would easily be rectified from the fact that the place is now arrayed with a number of books that you recognize as belonging to Katia, as well as pictures, sketches of her and Will all over this place. And you recognize the imprint of both of them. You recognize some of Will's stuff, you recognize some of hers. And it's comforting in a way, but it doesn't help to distance you from the feeling that you've been feeling. Feeling that you've been feeling? The guilt that you've been feeling. And as you pick yourself up, you are feeling heavy. It's hard for you to describe. It's not a physical heaviness. It's not even really a mental one. But there's a heaviness there that you can't quite understand. What are you both doing? After a um, a sleep, am I am I feeling? <laughs> Who am I feeling like? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Your old self. See, that's very cryptic. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, even I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> and that's the sign of a good marquee. <laughs> Be your true self. Who is that? <laughs> you feel more like Benjamin. Yeah. Okay. Um. What? Oh. Um. Are, 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 you, are you all right, Moses? Yeah. No. Who cares? Um. Me? I. I, I care. What? Is it weird that I might be feeling guilty? 
for the harm that could have befell anybody else because of the actions of one fucked up family. Like, I've tried everything I could. But there is a line between helping and imposing your thoughts and ideas and courses of action on other people. I came this close of taking Sarah and bringing her with me against her will. That's right. not who I am. But also, I'm not the kind of guy who lets a kindred roam around loose and kill people. No. So in order for me to be okay, I have to rob other people of their free will. When that free will is, I want to fuck things up. Um. Well, I mean, I, I, I think it, it is, you know, um, well, that is that there, there are no good choices sometimes. That's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes there, there is no good choice. Yeah, but this is not the case, Benjamin. It was yes or no. And she chose no. Oh, no, I, I, I don't really know what happened. I just mean, I mean, sometimes Sarah for wants us... to kill herself oh. by exposing herself to the sun. Oh. Which, as any of us know, just the prospect of the sun coming up rouses the beast. Well, yes, she, she, she'll, she'll probably run off somewhere. On, on, you know. And harm people in the way. Yes, yes. And possibly go up in flames. Yes, yes, all of that. I think she'll probably do all of that. Leaving several breaches of the masquerade and murder on her path. Yes. So in order for, for me to stop her doing that, yes. I have to stake her, put her into torpor, and force her underground until I is, see fit. Is that what happened? Yes, and I decided not to, because not only because the girl just decided to run, but also because at some point I could not care less. Like There is a limit of what you can do, and I cannot save everybody. And I, I tried. You, I'm, I sure, I'm sure you did, Moses. I'm sure you tried. Um, that sounds awful. So she's, she's not in torpor. She's, she's... Somewhere. I have no idea what happened to her. Oh. I decided to get in your car and leave before the sun came. Yes, right? yes. And that's it. Well, I mean, there was no time. There was no time, Moses. So we, we barely made it back as it was. Yeah, I know. Um, so, uh, what, what's, what's, um, what's going to happen now? First, I have to figure out how many breaches of the masquerade happened last night, how many of them were Sarah's fault, whether or not she went up in flames or she managed to hide in a hole. Do you, do you want me to take you back to the... Um... Oh, we should probably call Katia because because she will probably think, because we didn't come back to I her... Need, I, need, the, the I, need, I need some alone, quiet time. Right, shall I call her? Could you please take care of, of course. all of that? Yes, just, no, I can, I can do that. Let me hear. I can do that. Check, the, check if the car is okay. <sighs> I just want to... Yes, oh, just, yes, no, because I have this. I have some very bad memories. Yes, I will check the go. car. Just go. I will check the car. I'll, 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 I'll let you know. The moment he leaves and I was alone in the apartment, I fucking raid it. Like, I, I'm not going <laughs> to trash it. I'm going to very specifically look for... Pieces of information that I'm gonna write down in a note and pass on to you. <laughs> Are you doing this subtly? As subtly as I can. Alright. I, I seen. Dex plus larceny. 
<laughs> I love it. It's like, please, I just need some alone time. <laughs> yes. I'm feeling so guilty. Ooh, uh. shiny. <laughs> I will rouse. Do you know what? I'd love someone to do a compilation video of every single time one of you has uttered that phrase. And let's watch how long it is. <laughs> and then all the times you guys have been like, I'm hunger frenzy, like four or five. That is a critical win. Cinco, well, only five successes. These are not, okay. and I cannot re-roll. So that's a critical win, five successes. Okay. Upcoming note. When you wake, Sarah, there is a number of stimuli which assail you. There is the distant sound of muffled music. There is a blackness about you, like you've awoken into pitch black. There is a weight across your lap. But beyond everything else, you are aware of a heaviness which covers your skin and your torso like you have been drenched with something sticky. And the smell and taste of blood. Of the beast. The moment you activate your discipline, you regret it. Where you look to be in at a glance, the balcony level of, based upon the the way it's structured and the fact that there is a massive staircase going up further than where you're currently sat, an underground club. And the thing that's currently anchoring you to where you are led is the body of one of the members of staff. And the further you look along the balcony, the more staff members you see. The music is coming from downstairs. And although you've only just become aware of it, you're pretty certain that the song is playing has been on loop all day. Because you remember it. And then, as you fixate on it, more images come to mind. You hammering on a door. A voice telling you that they were closed. An angrier voice insulting you and then screaming as you put your hand through a slit lock and met something soft that breached on your touch. The sound of metal creaking and then bending as you forced your way in. 
and then a similar, more aggressive sound as you force the door shut through sheer strength alone. And then there were screams and the sound of furniture being moved as people tried to hide when they found they couldn't get out. But now that the beast is safely in the dark, there's only one thing on its mind. And that ensured that every single one of the seven staff members on site was hunted down, toyed with, and butchered. And that's when you fell asleep. But the most horrific memory to you is the glimpse of yourself that you had in the mirror with your face almost covered as though by a half mask of blood was the grin you were wearing when your body slumped into nothing what are you doing not moving anywhere and <laughs> we're just Okay. You head outside. Yeah, I'm going to call Katia. As I'm kind of heading out to my car. Okay. Ben? Oh, hello. Um, yes, I just thought you should probably know that we're, we're fine. Um, but by we, I don't mean all three of us. What happened to Moses? No, he's fine. Um, it, it's it's uh, it's Sarah. What about Sarah? Uh, we've lost her. How do you lose her? Well, I didn't lose her, but by the time I got there, she'd gone. And and as well as you know, as you know, that there wasn't much time because the sun was coming up. We we barely made it back. Where are you both now? Um, we're just going to be heading back soon because uh, obviously Fagan needs feeding. And um, and I just need to, Moses just needs a, a moment. It was a tough night for him. <laughs> Manipulation. She, she has that on her phone when I sent the text it, the previous night. I, I'm not engaging in social combat. No, to, no, it's not. It's just to so see. A manipulation plus subterfuge. subterfuge. I'll save you. I'll save, how many dice you got? Oh yeah. You, <laughs> no, you. No, you. No. She's just crushing you. Yeah, she crushes you. Don't worry. No, it's fine. That's a, that's a critical win to... on the first two dice I rolled. It's over. I was I was trying to role play my manipulation plus subterfuge yeah. there. So, Ben. Yeah. Yes. Where are you? Uh, oh, I'm just by my car. <laughs> ben, do you know how quickly these wounds will heal? We're we're at Will's flat. It it was the nearest place. Are you still there now? No, I'm by my car. But but um, we, we'll be leaving. Don't worry, everything's fine. We didn't break anything. We were very, actually, remarkably restrained. Actually, uh, if if I can say, but I, I'm. We were very careful. Nothing's broken. Everything's fine. We'll leave everything, you know, pristine. It's all good. Good, because I will be checking. Oh, of course, of course. Um. But uh, well, obviously, we we would have asked, but there just wasn't time. 
Um, but but I suppose given that well, you and Will are staying in in, in Moses's home, that that's sort of fair fair, isn't it? When are you coming back? Oh, very soon, very soon. I'm just we're just gathering ourselves, and and then we'll be coming back. I would think, although we probably ought to look for Sarah. Um, but we'll probably come back first. I don't I don't really know. Moses will know. He's just um, gathering himself. It was a bit of a I, I I didn't see it all, but I gather it was quite an emotional night. Well, you can tell me all about it when you're back. Oh yes, yes, I'd love to. Drive safely, Ben. Oh, I I will. I will. Oh my god, who parked this? It yes. is very askew. It's the kind of car, the way that the car's parked is the kind of one that you'd intentionally slow down just to give a disdainful look I will, as you drove past. I will feel a sense of shame. Yeah, because the memories are there. Before Moses comes out, I'm going to repark the car. Okay. So Takes you a few nice. minutes, but you feel better. Yeah. It's almost like that weight is, it's not really, but you, you can imagine that it's almost like that, <laughs> that was what caused it. That wasn't what caused the weight. Okay. Mm. Um, but I will go back to Moses. You have been thorough. And more to the point, you have been quick. But that doesn't surprise you at this point, because this is something that you are very good at. Which is why you know that you've not overlooked anything. There is no information on Sabine. There is no information on the Tremere. There is nothing in this building which hints or even suggests that Kindred live here. Okay. Even the fridge is full. There is a pretense here that you've noticed, whether it's documentation or similar, that suggests that Sabine, that, sorry, Katia and Will have been a couple for a while. It's almost like they fabricated some sort of truth for here. But there is nothing to suggest that Sabine has ever been here since last time. There is nothing here for you to find. Although your heart does jump up into your throat the moment you hear the approaching the door. And as you kind of fight the urge to step away, Benjamin re-enters. You know, you know, Moses. I've been thinking. I, I think it's good that you you feel you feel some guilt because sometimes, I mean, a lot of terrible things have happened, and sometimes it can be hard to to care. Do you do you know what I mean? That that there's just, I don't know. You just sort of feel numb to it, and 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 I, so I think I think I know things are awful, but I think it's good that you felt guilty. That's that's a good sign. I think I've been a bit overwhelmed to be honest by everything. You know, um, and and it was only. Well, thinking about it, um, the fact that we woke up here and and it was just us, I think it was the first time I felt safe in a, in a long time, in a funny way. Um, I mean, we've, we've barely had a chance to talk about everything that's happened. Sorry, I'm just babbling. Are you, are you all right? Kind of hungry, but we better go back and figure out what to do. Yes, Matthew we should. must be hungry as well, let's go. She's, um, and she's... Uh, She's very keen to speak to us. I think she wasn't very impressed, you know, Good about one. well, about about Sarah disappearing and and, and us being. Oh no, no, I, I, just you know, not, you know what? Let me deal with something really important. Grab my phone again. Try and text and call Alice. And. 
call every single person I have asked to help me to find her. So that's what I'm gonna do. To Alice. Yes. Okay. Fuck Sarah. Alice first. Sarah, whenever you get to her. So are we is this whilst I'm driving back to yeah. your haven? Yeah, yeah. okay. You do whatever you want, I will try to Oh hang on a minute, haven't I got Sarah's number? You have? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Do I are want... you going? Are you going to drive and text? No hell no. I was thinking about doing it before we set off. Okay. okay. I was. I are was doing it. I'm thinking about whether I want to be the last person that's like the last number on her phone if she's gone on a frenzy, death spree. But I think I probably will call her. Bzzzd. Bzzzd. Although you can't see it, a phone dropped in a cemetery continues to buzz amidst the grass. Okay, I'll, after a while, I'll, I won't leave a message. Okay. And then I'll just drive him to the... However, for you... Bzzzed. It's been picked up. Hello? Alice, if it's you, like, I don't know, hit three or five or any key. Beep. Gracias a Dios. Text me. You, you want me to pick you up? Text me your address. You want me to help you? You, you, are you okay? I haven't heard from you. still in London? Yes. Want me to pick you up? No. Would you rather chat over messages instead of having to talk? She hangs up the phone. What's wrong? Takes a few moments before the message comes through. Simply says, I'm fine. We will speak soon. Don't worry about me. Did you just send me that? You do realize that I have been doing nothing but worrying about you since you left. You need to get a hobby. I have several. You are not a hobby. You're important. I need to know you're safe and I miss you. That's it. We will speak soon. I don't even reply. Like, I, I literally lost the will. Like, okay. I just move on. You can tell from his general physical characteristics and what he said down the phone, 
that he's taxed at the moment. Hmm. And then the way that he just looks at the phone and just puts it aside, you kind of... <laughs> but driving okay. in an uncomfortable silence is something that you have perfected. In I've life. trained for this. Yes, through the multitude of scary, angry papa vampires and mama vampires that you've had to tote around London. This is, this is small this fry. Is, this is child's play. Yeah, you needed to put like a like a Benjamin version of Uber. Yeah, he should. He oh should. wow! I could Benjamin could be the Uber driver for Kindred Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> need to go somewhere. Call Benjamin and intimidate him. You don't need to even pay him. He'll take you anywhere. Taxi service for the Kindred of London. Yeah, it's simply one intimidation and you can go free every time. Yeah. But even if you don't, you probably just give him the puppy dog eyes and he'll let you go free yeah, anyway. Yeah. Unless he's Simon. In which case, it is on. So, you're heading back towards Catherine and Will, yeah? Yeah. Okay. You have not moved. You don't want to touch the thing. No, the person lying across your lap. And it's not someone small enough that you can just pull yourself out from underneath. You need to touch him to get him to move. And that alone is what is rooting you in place. That and the fact that where you are grants you a limited view of what's around you. Not that you'll look at it. You are looking towards the wall. But there's a danger in doing that. Because there's a mirror on this wall. A full length mirror. The same mirror you looked into the previous night. And as it is, there's only so many places you can look without seeing evidence of what happened. You can't look down. You can't look over to your right along the walkway where there are bodies strewn. Arms hanging over the railing. You can't look left. Because you're terrified of what you're going to see. But you need to move. Corinne just like push the guy off. He's heavy. But you wish it was more painful to remove him from your legs. Because that might convince you to stop. But it doesn't. He rolls over onto his back. His black club nightshirt. Slick. And as he hits the ground, his arm is slapped over from the momentum of the push. There is a resounding thung as it makes contact with the metal railing. You're free. Yet you still don't move. And then the music becomes louder. You don't think anyone's adjusted it. But to your ears, it suddenly seems clearer. And then gather and try to find the source. Okay. The bodies that you step over. You don't know the people. But you feel like you recognize their faces intimately. 
because you've seen the expressions run from terrified to angry to hopeless to pained you know these people intimately yet you've never met them but the beast knows and you step over them as carefully as you can and every time your foot echoes off of the metal rigging you almost jump out of your skin because for a second you think you're not alone and that terrifies you not because you're afraid of what would happen to you if you weren't alone if the wrong person saw this but because they'd see it And as you step down the staircase, the winding circular staircase that takes you to the floor, in this uncomfortably catacomb-like room, you come to the DJ's desk, where the music is still playing. And the reason it's caught is because one of the old turnstiles that they have is caught on a loop. The disc having been scratched quite significantly from the incessant circular playing. And music stops. And immediately you almost wish it was back. Because now you're alone in silence. In a place where silence is anathema. What are you doing? I'm going to kind of go around to see how many uh, inches and exits there are this place there are two exits three if you count the lift but you go between each of the three of them finding first the main entrance the one with the pulley that allows whoever's inside that mans and you're guessing from the small uh, seat that adorns the top of the stairway. This is where the bouncer would have sat. The bouncer that's at the bottom of the stairs. And you can tell from the way that the metal's been twisted that you've forced it back into its door frame at such an angle that nobody could pull it open. The only way out when you go between the three is the lift that allows people to transfer, transport drink from the street to the ground there's still power going to it and based upon the blood stains that are currently besides the buttons you're guessing that someone tried to use it but it didn't get to the floor quick enough So is 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 this place sort of entirely metal or most of the entirety of this place is metal, metal and stone. Okay. Um. Yeah, see, uh, see if I can find any sort of. Um. 
coat, cupboard, anything like that. Mm. And, and sort of uh, cloak, uh, closet where you have your clothes. Yeah, but it's, it's if there's any, if there's any place where they store other clothes. There are coats, uh, coat racks and stuff that they can put at the very bottom of the stairs that the entranceway. There is a place where you'd normally hand your coat over to a member of staff, but it's empty, save from a few jackets for the staff members. I'll grab the biggest one I can. The one that'll cover up most. Okay. You're grabbing one. Okay. It's a jacket which is about your size. Fortunately. And it has the etching across the back for the club that you're in. The Wayfarer. And it sticks to your torso as you pull it on your arms. A stark reminder that you can't hide the blood on you. Not completely. I'm going to... Reason it's like that is I'm gonna try and move any bits of furniture, anything that's wooden, burnable, into a pile. Okay. Okay. You two. My haven. I've been driving back to your haven. When you find yourselves standing there. Uh, Will and Katia are both outside waiting for you. Katia is standing more upright now, her hands in the pockets of a long coat that Will has gifted her. And it's clear from the way that one hand is pressing in, more tightly hugging the shape of her body, making it clear that she's not fully healed, but she's healed enough where she can masquerade as someone that's uninjured. And the fact that Will is very, very close to her suggests that she's still feeling a protective urge, which is kind of a giveaway to you, someone as observant as you, particularly you, that she's not fully healed. And they wait for you to pull up. They don't wave you down. Are you girls up for a feed? Unless you're hunting. Oh yes, let's do that. Could you just let me in, just very quickly? I'll be I'll be five minutes. I'll be right back. I need to pick up some stuff as well. So perfect. We go downstairs before you both go. Yeah. There is a court scheduled for next week. Court for attendance this. is mandatory, so make sure you don't commit to anything that's going to make you unavailable to attend. Oh, right. The summons. The primaging council. Uh, yes, of course, of course. Um, I think things will still be alright in a week. I sent you a text. We stayed at, at Will's place last night. Yes, I heard. I, I tried reaching you before. Um, I'll tell you all in the way. And I just go downstairs, make sure that I have my... Um, for what, now that I'm going out, I, I, I need my gun, my bullets, 
make a mental note, find the silencer. Um, or another no, You don't have the silencer, you gave it back. Yeah, yeah. Mental note, find one or get one. Um, I grab a laptop and modem, a couple of cables. Okay. Flashlight, utility, like utility knife. Okay. Just all in my little bag. Basics. I'm not spelunking or shit. It's just basic stuff. And go out. So, as part of my master plan, I'm going to change Fagan's litter tray and I'm going to put down some food for him <laughs> and make sure he's alright. Give him a little fuss. And then, when all's said and done, I'll go back and join the others. Fagan begins moving off after you, so like he's going to follow you out. Oh yeah, obviously I have to trap him in the in the room or whatever. He seems a lot more affectionate towards you. Okay, well, well, Benjamin will probably take a little longer. Then he'll maybe pick Fagan up and give him a little cuddle and things. Okay. Because you know it was Edmund's last gift. Edmund's last gift. His fluffiest gift. And he's fluffy. He's so. Fluffy. And it's been a tough few nights, so it a cuddle has. of the cat seems appropriate. Plus, you know. He's cute. He is cute. And we need cute things in the series that is otherwise dark and evil. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll spend a few nice moments with the cat, and then I'll make sure the cat does not follow me out the door. I mean, unless it's social combating, in which case I'll probably give in. <laughs> you are done. What is this, kitty feed? I need the high parade stuff. So he kind of just watches you go, his tail just... Bye, Fagin. Bye. You step back up. You've gathered what bits and pieces you need. Yeah, and I just go upstairs. And I would assume that Will and Katya would like to sit together in the back seat. Katya sits in the front. Brilliant. I sit down in the back seat. And I just keel over. Well, kind of inches aside, just to give you enough oh. room to. Actually, I sit like I sit all the way next to Will, so I kill over in the opposite direction because Katya's in front. I don't want any. Like I am literally in the mood for no shit from nobody, even myself. So it's just. I start retelling, probably without any, like completely. Saying stating facts, what happened. Okay. This is what happened, this is where we went, this is where we met. We ended up in your house, woke up, came here. Now I have to hunt, and after that figure out what did Sarah do? Well, we could we could try and trace her steps. I mean, it'll probably be quite obvious if something has happened. Yeah, she was in the cemetery, so after hunting we should go there. I sent them a couple of messages to Sexy Pearl, to Carrion. Um, what do you got for me, clan-wise? Like, information, news. Okay. Are you calling her, or are you messaging? Message. Okay. I don't have, like, no. I'm talking to the people in this car because they're in the same car with me. Okay. Their response is, <clears throat> family gathering, one week. Have you heard? In passing, where is it? The old theatre. Got it. 
You coming? Hell yeah. Cool, winky face, smiley face. Chris, kiss, kiss. Ugh. Uh, uh, uh. Nancy, like, I, I pick up the phone. It's like, if you continue like that, Nancy's gonna be jealous. And then I drop it. Three way winky face smiley 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 X X. He his physical reactions are quite <laughs> obvious, and the fact that Katia is kind of observing him like. Where are we hunting? Where do you propose? We can't exactly go back to the domain. And we can hunt anywhere in the city. What's gonna happen? A hound is gonna chase you. No constable. No prince. Oh, yes. We will just get into trouble who, with whomever. So let's try to go to other main where there's like an idiot or an incompetent fool. Well, now we've had the negative voice of reason. What about the positive one, Ben? Where do you recommend? Well, um, please agree with me. <laughs> I, I do, I do think that things are more lax than normal. But I also think they won't continue to be. No, it, and so I don't think we should feed anywhere. But but we also know that certain um, certain people have met with a very bad end recently and if we know where they feed we could always go there i mean otherwise we should feed in our domain because we wouldn't want to upset whoever whatever happens with the new um prince oh. do you know this reminds me a little bit of old times i mean you know we're all in a car and 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 um i'll glance at katia actually don't, never mind this example and then I'll get i've missed you ben I've missed you too. It, it, everything's been so hectic and um, awful. So same as always. Oh, yes, yes. But I seem to remember there was a little time not so long ago where we, I don't know, we, we went and talked to people in civilised settings and I quite enjoyed that time. Mm. So did I. Um, so wh where are we going to feed? Hunt, then? Any suggestions? Cool men died. Or better. Well, who went there to help either take Embrys down or aid him escape his fate? Feed first. Yeah, that's the thing. We're going to feed first. Well, I wasn't around long enough to deduce who survived, Moses. I told you I had to leave. Okay. Well, um, we, we know that... We know that Edward Colbert and Edmund don't have... Well, person. you now have control over Edmund's domain, don't you? You're his child. Oh, let's feed there. Only child of Edmund St. Clair. You have all the he, primogen he would... grounds of the Malkavian clan. Fucking hell. The, the Edmund that I know, he would want us to be well fed. Go there. So, go like to the, li the little kindred politics that Moses knows goes like, you are the heir of... Like his domain until yeah. the prince determines yeah. otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody road trip. <laughs> so, how are we hunting? And because you're hunting in his domain, I, it I, uses his domain traits. So, I will you know, literally say lead the way in a way that basically says, I've done this way too many times for you guys. Fucking take care of me now. Okay. Well, you're not going to be able to sneak into anyone's 
houses and feed off them in the way you are accustomed to because that wasn't his domain. Yeah. You can't use the gallery because the gallery is no longer existent, <laughs> which was one of the main sources of feeling that he had. But the area around it is not terrible to feed in. It's certainly going to be easier than your usual haunt. Okay, well, I'm assuming that this is going to be a Katia and Will style thing. You also get the feeling that Katia is still not in the greatest condition to be leading hunts. Okay, fine. Um, so you can you can oh, get we, him to do it if you want. Are we talking about like residential areas, or are we talking you are, about? Yeah, like, I mean, you're talking about. It's more of an artsy area. Okay. In the in the sense that quite a few people are. There's a lot of foot traffic around here. There's a lot of people who are more on the, not necessarily experimental scene, but there's a lot more people that are out wandering in groups and alone. Okay. And they're not cleaving to shops where there's loads of eyewitnesses. There's a lot of people moving from place to place. Okay, well, I might um, commit to the good old uh, dominate, mesmerize procedure of hunting. Okay. And my, my approach for this will be to approach one of the artsy people. Okay. Um, right. Well, we'll say, then, it will be charisma plus dominate. Okay. Plus persuasion. They can't help you with this because it's a yeah, discipline you're using. And assume I'll make a rouse check for the... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so there'll be long lines of you know, I'll say, oh, hello, I think we saw each other at this art scene thingy, blah, 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 blah. And then once I've got their attention, I'll instruct them to go somewhere where they can be fed on. One, two, three, four, five successes. Okay. Let's see if I'm feeding on them as well. I'm feeding on them as well. Okay, so you're down to three? I'm currently on three. Okay, so it's... But I'll, I'd like to feed at least... One, three, and two, yeah? No, did you go down I'm to at, three? I'm at three. Okay. I'm at three. Right. I went so, up in hunger when I rose. Did you get a critical win or just... No. Okay. Uh, there are a few people that you notice going in and out of some of the alleyways. Um, and by mirroring them and watching, you do note that the reason they're moving in and out is because they're adding to graffiti, which has already been etched on the walls. It's tasteful graffiti. Okay. It's the kind of one that you consider and you go, hmm, hmm. it's not terrible. And they're adding to it. They're not adding to it in a way that you dislike. Hmm. Um, which is probably why they've drawn a crowd because they've mm. seen to don't know whether or not it's a social group or if they're just there admiring some of the work that they're doing but eventually they peel off and leave the artist alone and then as you approach what do you mesmerise him to do? Uh, well assume it, where are Katia and... They're lingering on the other side of the street everyone's held back while you go and do this Do I think they're in a place where they can feed safely? Easy enough for you to take him around the corner and feed. This is, it does, it's not okay. an alleyway which connects two streets. It's an alleyway right. that connects like a so middle. So I would just section. say to them something like, um, "Oh, this is this is very very good. It's, it, it's so good, in fact, that I think you should come around the corner and sit down and close your eyes." Word, and they turn and <laughs> start moving around the corner, bumping into the occasional tri uh, bin as they try. At the moment that they turn the corner, their eyes. Slow gesture for the others. And then follow them. Katia quickly. glances up the up the street and then immediately crosses over. Will is keeping step with her. Are you following? 
Yeah, whenever they tell me that I'm supposed to feed. Cool. So everybody follows. There's the one guy there. Okay, well, we can't all feed on one poor guy. No. You can do another hunt check if you want. Um... Yeah, why not? I will let Moses and Katia feed a bit first, and then I will do another okay. hunt check. Actually, no, no, that's not true. I will feed with, say, Katia first, and then I will do a hunt check when I can afford to okay. <laughs> employ disciplines again. So you go down to two. Katia goes down to two. The guy, when you feed from him, gives you... The choleric... Intense resonance. Ooh. Same with Katia. So you take one. So the guy, even though he's dazed, is kind of looking at you in a kind of... I know, I know. It's just best to forget all about it. About what? That, yes, right. Well, it was lovely talking to you. Bye. And then I'm going to head off. Wait. I didn't get your name. This floor is wet. And he just sits there kind of squelching in the water. So Katia moves off after you, making sure that she's clean. Yeah. That went far better than it used to. Well, you know, um, I've had lots of practice helping other people. And to be fair, um, you were also completely in control of your faculties, which made things a lot easier. Yes, it does. Um, tend to. Yes. No fly into frenzy at the Yes, absolutely. Um, now, uh, I suppose we ought to, to do... Is anyone... Am I doing this again? I... Will steps forward. Oh, marvellous. I, um... Do need to feed, so if you don't mind, I'll take the lead on this one. Okay. If there's any way I can assist Will, like keeping a lookout or that kind of thing, I will... If you could just distract them for me. Oh, of course. Okay, plus one die. Thank fuck. <laughs> okay. okay. So, Will leads you down another alleyway. Glancing back at Katia before she goes, and then starts across the street towards a separate alleyway where there is similar graffiti, although this one is less tasteful than you necessarily like it's not bad but it looks like it's done by someone that picked up a can and said hey, hey look what I can do um, and tried their best to make it good uh, it's not amazing but there are some people that are sat down here with bottles of liquor people that you're assuming based upon when you look at them they're not old enough to be out drinking but they're there doing it anyway mm. and they've drank enough that as Will approaches they immediately turn and look at her and shift the alcohol aside, not quite deducing whether or not she's coming down to speak to them or, mm. you know, why she's approaching. But the moment that she steps in close to them and then you approach and their gaze turns to, the, um, turns to you, she leans in and whispers to the one closest to her. And then he look, looks up and then looks at the others and grins and grabs hold of... Uh, one of the railings and pulls himself to his feet and then he wraps his arm around her waist and starts moving further down and around the corner and then she turns to you looks, looks at them, them says 
goes around the corner. So there are two left, are there? In two there? left. Okay. I'm going to go over to them and say, um, I don't suppose you know who's done that um, artwork there. Oh, uh, shit. I couldn't agree more. It's terrible. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, you might as well do it properly. Don't you think? I'm sure you could do a better job. I can. I hate it. I hate art. You hate art? What, all art? Shit ones. Oh, oh yes. Well, that's not really art, is it? That's the point. It's just a sort of a, a, a scribble if it's not really an artist. That's what I think. I know you. You do? Is that guy off TV? Another one looks at him and goes, No. I don't think I've been on the television. I'm not that sort of... Um, I, I just... Uh, no, I, I, I don't think I've been on the television. It's a, it's a... And he starts mumbling and goes through a cycle of names and his companion immediately turns around and adds another one. And they both stand there staring at you, adamant that they recognise you from TV. Okay. And it's clear from the names they're going... This is just a whiskey-induced kind of stupor that they're just throwing out celebrity. You don't even look like half of them, and half of them you're pretty certain are the wrong gender anyway. But they're going through them, adamant that you are one of these names. Okay. And they're so fixated on you that they completely miss the fact that behind you and across the street, the young man is being led back to the alleyway. With Will. So who's feeding? Just you and Will. Mm -hmm. Okay. Taking one? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So you get the phlegmatic one. It's not intense, but it's still there. The blood is it's good. It's not as it's not the best that you've had, but it still has the same euphoric taste when you partake of it. And then once he is finished, he doesn't look any worse for wear than he did when he came around the corner steaming drunk. But Will guides him back across the street. She glances in to the alleyway as she goes across, content that you are, you know, keeping them distracted. Goes around the back and then he rejoins the group, falling over his friends. And the moment that he falls over them, they immediately break their game of trying to name that celebrity. Okay. And begin asking him what happened. And he immediately waits until Will has stepped off and away from you. It's clear that she picks up on half the insinuations that he's making because her expression betray betrays the fact that she can hear it. But she continues walking. I'm anyway. not sure Benjamin wants to hear this conversation. No, he's gonna, it's probably he's not. Gonna if her expression is anything to go by. But she continues walking towards the end of the street and back towards the others. So are we going back to the car at this point? I'm already laying down in the back seat of the car. I left enough space for Will to sit comfortably. Okay. So, so uh, everyone happy for us to start trying to find out where Sarah went? Um, no, I'm not happy, but let's do it. Just drive. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, sorry. sorry. I'm, I'm Siri. <laughs> Siri is annoying. <laughs> I, I'm I also sorry why. to hear that. I'm sorry to I must hear admit. That. I'm, I'm, sorry. I'm very sorry to hear that. Um... Just, just go to the graveyard. We'll look for Sarah. All right. Sarah. 
I'll, I'll drive. Remind me, when you had the conversation with Lisa, mm -hmm. you did tell her where she was, didn't you? Yes. You did, good. Yes, in hopes that she would send help or care. Give a flying fox. You don't know your elders very well, do you? No. no. But I mean, I thought she was. She had something like an investment or an interest that I could play. But no, turned out I was wrong. So yeah, just go, go, go. Can I text Susan? It's like, how how are you two doing? Okay, the response uh, is pretty prompt. We're fine. Cool. Have supplies. Lucy's playing with Ben. G. You send the Benji response. <laughs> I just send the G. <laughs> like when, because I... I and then she, G, oh, question well, mark, question mark, question mark. Benji. That's the dog's name. She's told me it's Ben. G. <laughs> She's also angry at you. She never got her Happy Meal. It's on her way, couldn't make it back last night. Can you ring her and tell her she won't shut up about it? <laughs> I will. Okay. I call her. I use... Okay. So before but you when it... we get to the cemetery. Okay. The... We'll power that shit. <laughs> Okay. You have been gathering bits and pieces. There's not that much wood in here. Most of it is metal. But you manage to gather what you can. Until you hear... As the elevator doors open. On the floor below. I try and hide. Okay. Take some stealth. Mm-hmm. Oh, go for the old dice. Mm, two and a one on the hunger. Just remember when he said one in the hunger, and was like, "Oh my god, here we go again." <coughs> yep, that Never dice is gone. That dice, the way that's a bad dice. You slip down behind the. Um, you slip down behind one of the doors going in towards the toilets. It's about the best you can get to, given where you are. You've abandoned what wooden items that you managed to salvage, and you're not that confident about where you're hiding. There's nowhere else that you can get to. And in the dark, all you can hear is...
Sarah, open up. And like Moses, I have all night, Sarah. Open the door. Lisa Ketting's there. And it's clear from what she's wearing that she has come, oddly enough, from some sort of club which makes her at once fit with the decor and is also a kind of horribly ironic ensemble. And she studies you for a moment. She doesn't say anything. And her expression is impassive. And although she doesn't turn and look at the bodies, you know she must have seen them. She has to have. She had to walk past them. She had to walk over them. Do you remember anything? Very, very sadly not. I don't know if this is your first time losing yourself. At least the first time that you can remember. It's not easy. last night before you came here I was the grave where I buried my brother I know where you were but I know what you were doing and that's why I'm asking I gave you a choice I gave you the option of the easy way out. And I gave you the option of the difficult way of living. 
you were adamant you wanted to live. So why has that changed? At the time, I thought I at least had my brother, that he was still around. Would that have made any difference? You said I can't trust anyone. He ran, I could have trusted him. I now. Could... Do you know what happens when we get older? No. Physically nothing. We don't change. I will look now. The day I looked when I died. Different clothing, obviously, but... What I look like physically is what I looked like then. But our minds change. Our experiences change us. And in a world that is so twisted, even before you glimpse beyond the veil, before you add in the vampires and the werewolves, and everything else in the world that is unnatural. It's a horrific place. There is good in it. A lot. Your brother was an example of that. But the ratio is uneven. know what he did. It's... when you see the facts, it's... it's there. And they They told... Moses and Ben, they told me he was of a self-destructive nature. They're and right. Now I understand. What I'm going to say to you, I don't say to be harsh. I say because you're at a point now where you need to be told the blunt truth. And if you decide at the end of it that you still wish to end your existence, I'll help you. Your story will end here and I will leave. I will take the responsibility of cleaning this place up on myself as the person that is your instructor. As the person that's responsible for you. Or, you'll come to your own damn mind about whether you want to be here or not. And if that's something that you wish, then I will ensure that you do that. That you do survive. but I want a final answer before I leave. And if you are in any way uncertain, then for everyone's sakes, I will assume that this might happen again. And I will end your existence before I go. Your brother is not here for a number of mistakes. 
not chief among them, but certainly high among them, that of his sire. It's not the Gangrel way to take a newborn underneath their wing and teach them, but she had a great many other faults while she was there. Your brother paid the price for it. Given the turmoil in the city, I'm not with you 24-7, which is the way that I would have preferred it, but I am here. And I gave you my contact number in case you needed me for anything else. And you had your brother's friends with you. I owe them a major boon for that. You don't understand the weight of it, but that is considerable. But the chief reason your brother is not here is because of him. We all make mistakes. We learn from those mistakes and we survive. He didn't learn from them. He made them again and again. And now people, yourself included, are suffering as a result. If I'm blunt, it's probably a better thing that he's not here to teach you. Because if you are so willing to throw in the towel, then you would never have learned to stand on your own two feet. Other people and their existence depend on you are influenced by you, myself, Moses, the rest of your brother's coterie, the people that he took pains to protect, you are willing to put their lives at risk because of an indecisive choice. I know what it's like to not want to continue. This is a first for you. I've had it multiple times throughout my existence. But you know what? I don't want to die. And if you're anything like your brother, neither do you. But we cannot afford for what we are to lash out and have an indelicate moment. Because if you do, she glances back across the walkway. Seven people. You dying won't bring them back. Not now. And I'll be honest, if you take your life now, with or without my help, there's probably going to be a multitude of people in the far future that will still live if I do so. And I could give you a great long sermon about living for other people, about living for your brother, about living for the safety of the coterie that have been pledged to help keep you safe. But that's all pointless. 
because it all comes down to one thing at the end of the day whether you want to exist nor everything else attached to that is your life worth preserving the person you are the person you were and the person that you could be is that worth it or rather thought so do you meanwhile so with everybody in tow where are you now headed I think we're going to the cemetery to see if there's a pile of ash in the shape of Sarah. So, you've made your way back towards the cemetery and found it uncomfortably similar to what it was like the previous night. There are no ash. I uh, started with Ward where in the place where she was and she went after after she ran. And you find her phone. There is no ashtray. Are there any signs of someone having, like, sprinted across the grass okay. or something like that? Intelligence plus yeah. investigation. Can I apply my all specs to this? Sure, you can. I I kind of help him, I guess. Sure, I'll let you out the day. Like I do have investigation. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yep. Um, three successes. Okay. There are footfalls which lead to the edge of the cemetery, which give you a rough idea of which direction, which exit sure. she took towards. And you both know from the previous night where you glanced in towards the cemetery as you left, hazy though those memories are, given how close it was to Dawn, that she did not exit your side of the cemetery, which leaves only two exits. And the footfalls and the disturbances in the grass suggest she took off to her right. Do I have an idea as well of where the sun would rise? So if you were losing it and running, where which which you where she's legged it away from the sun, yeah. Essentially, instinctively, she's yeah. taken towards the exit, which goes west. Follow you. So I use Sarah's phone to call Lisa Kedding. Okay. So we will jump onto that phone call eventually. Yeah. But we're doing the break now. <laughs> Thank you for listening to part one of this episode of Blood on the Thames. We really hope that you enjoyed the show. And if you ever want to watch us playing live, find us at Twitch at 7pm UK time every Monday. Follow us on Twitter or Facebook for latest updates. See you next week. <laughs>